What's more refreshing than spring rain? What's more entertaining than watching clouds move? Or more fun than a big box of isobars? Look no further. Welcome to the Weather Jazz Podcast. Here's Andre. Andre. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and even off-topic things from time to time. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. And I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 335, and it is Monday, the first Monday in the month of June, June 6, 2022. And yes, it was a wonderful time off. The last program that we released was exactly one week ago. I enjoyed a little time off with my family. We did a wonderful conference at Faith Family Church in North Canton, Ohio, called Draw Near, and we had a very special guest who was actually the sister-in-law of the senior pastor, Mike Caminetti, uh, Patsy Caminetti, and they live down in Australia. They've been down there for quite some time now. A little bit of an Australian accent, not much of one. You could tell they were from the States or stateside, but uh, there was also just a little bit of that Aussie influence in some of their speech. It was actually quite endearing. More importantly, there was a whole lot of uh, wonderful delving into the topic of drawing near to God. According to James chapter 4, verse 8, where it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And basically, how to keep our footprint in the spiritual and bring it down into this natural world. It was a great affair and very well attended. There were a ton of people and a lot of people that we haven't seen in a little while, which was wonderful. And if you're one of them, it was so good to see you down there. So we are now six days into the month of June, and we have five in total under our belt. And really, that's not a whole lot to gauge on how the month is going, but I thought it would take just a little bit of time to explore that before we get into our main topic, which will be after the break. I'll talk more about that here in just a second. But so far, for the month of June in Ohio, the departure from normal in terms of temperature, 0.9 degrees above normal. And really, that's not a lot. As most of this audience knows, if you are within plus or minus two degrees from normal, when you average everything in for the month, you are essentially right on target with a normal month. So, yeah, we're a little on the positive side of zero, but that essentially means that so far for the first six days of June, we're right on target with where we should be. Precip-wise, Total for the month, just about a half inch of rain. 
We're a little under normal, but we're so close to normal that even in the precipitation realm, we are right on target. Now, one more interesting note before we take that break is that we have finally hit 90 degrees. Just one, though, and the first one of the year arrived on June the 1st. We had a high of 90 and a low of 69 And that's the only day that was well above normal in terms of temperature the rest of the month. Very close to and even really a little below normal. Kind of pulled the averages back down so that the average so far, again, 0.9 degrees above normal, which is essentially right at normal. But we've had our first 90 degree day. How many will we see? Now, we talked a little bit about that coming up with my guest Scott Sable, many of you are very familiar with his work so far, even if you're not in the Cleveland market, because Scott is a regular contributor. He is our morning meteorologist at WJW Television. And when we come back, we'll talk about summer and the summer forecast and what we are anticipating. And if anything has really changed since we officially put that out on the TV side in Cleveland, back about 45 days ago. Stick around. You don't want to miss it. All righty, Scott. You are on the hot seat. Welcome to Weather Jazz. Well, thank you very much, Andre. I think the last time we talked to Weather Jazz, it might have been in the middle of the winter. It might have been right after the big snow on MLK Day, somewhere in there, I forget. But we were talking about when, you know, how, how the winter, the switch flipped. You know, no snow, Mm -hmm. basically November, December, and then the switch flipped, and then we were off to the races, as I recall. Yeah, and we got pretty close to normal, although right at the end, I think uh, the uh, Arctic atmospheric uh, adventure kind of ran out of gas, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of fell apart, and we had an interesting, interesting spring. Uh, which brings us now to the summer. Now, this is one of the more popular things. People just love to talk about the seasonal outlooks. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. They're fun. They're, they're, they're fun to they do. Are. A lot to learn and people love it. You're right. A big headache <laughs> well, <laughs> because a lot can go wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's a big headache because, you know, like we always talk about, you know, you do a seasonal outlook and most people... um they, they, they put it on this, they use the same template that people view and, and have opinions on what the, what the day-to-day forecast is. Right. And then they take that template and, and, and they put, put it right over a seasonal outlook and they, and they go, okay, well, geez, why, why didn't you do this? It, it, it's it apples and oranges, yeah, basically. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. But doesn't I, work like I, that, right. I suspect, I have a, because there are so many people that tune in, download, and listen to these long range seasonal outlooks that I suspect the vast majority, I, I'm just going to throw a number out 70, 80% of the people kind of get that. They, they kind of know what, what goes into a seasonal so. outlook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. There's always the few that, 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 that don't, but I think the majority, more majority of people do. I like to give people credit for that. I think there's, unfortunately there's a, a large portion of the population that still looks at the uh, the farmer's almanac as being something that's science related, and I gotta go. Whoa, wait a minute here, everybody! But that's a story for another time. A fun read, but you know, not much science there regarding you know long range outlooks. Wait a minute, it's not science based. You're, well, you, hey, what? I wish, 
Hey, look, if that were science based, I'd be making a lot more money doing doing <laughs> farmers' <laughs> almanacs. But it, it's a fun read. I get them every year. Oh, oh yeah, there are a lot of oh, great yeah. articles. Fantastic. And uh, but in the, I always pull this out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always tell people in the winter forecast when you're forecasting. January 1st through the 6th, and you call for flurries, chances are you're going to see some flurries between January 1st right. and January 6th. Right. It's going to happen more often than not. That's kind of the deal. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're kind of building yourself in a, a verification uh, clause. Right. Right. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when you talk about the summer outlook and, and, you know, people go, well, yeah, well, no kidding. It's going to be hot and humid. I go, well, true. But to what degree? You know, that's what we're then that's what we're going to talk about here. No pun intended. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's dive in because we are already uh, put our summer weather outlook uh, out. That was uh, oh my goodness, what is it? About a month and a half ago now. Yeah, it was. Um, how are we doing with that? Now we we said it would be maybe a little cooler and a little stormier to start, and as we head into. July, the Bermuda High might start pushing the Southeast Ridge up. And by August, it's like, take the gloves off. It's going to be hot and there's not going to be much rain. So exactly. Yeah. How are we looking? Is that still looking the same according to the parameters that you're looking at? I think so. You know, we, you know, we started out in spring with a very active spring, a lot of rain in April, very active, um, you know, not a whole lot of um you know, spring warmth, if you want to call it that. And May kind of, we started seeing the pattern shifting a little. And then, you know, you, you look at, we always talk about this. Sometimes the season before isn't necessarily the driver of the next season ahead, right? right? We always talk right. about that. But when mm-hmm. you start looking at spring, April and May, and you start seeing these patterns locked in, and we didn't really get a whole lot of super, I mean, there were some warm days in May, but April into early May, we had a lot of rain. We had some big rains. And the parameters that we're setting up Based upon, you know, persistence, April and May, as well as, um, you know, the La Nina that's still present and a host of others, you know, we kind of talked about a, a slow start to slow start to summer. And what's happened here, and it was a couple of weeks ago, we started noticing it was maybe a few days before Memorial Day weekend. We started noticing two, I started noticing two things. The first thing was that we noticed that these lows coming off of Eastern Asia and the Northern Pacific were mm-hmm. coming with greater frequency, which they were doing already in April and May, but then they were getting kind of stuck. They were getting stuck over the Aleutian Islands and eventually into the Gulf of Alaska. And so you ended up getting these lows that were kind of being pulled into one another. Mm-hmm. And the pattern itself was like, whoa, this is unusual. Usually it's a little more progressive, but those lows were being locked in. And on top of all that, and and I'm sure these were kind of fed off of one another, is that the Madden-Julian Oscillation, the MJO, is something that we look at, uh, you know, more of a shorter term, two, three, four week down the road type type variable, was getting into favorable phases for cooler weather. And the and the magnitude of that MJO was getting stronger. And and people can Google MJO. I don't want to get into the specifics, but I'm thinking, wait a minute, the MJO, and then you got these lows in the Northern Pacific. They're all kind of feeding in one another. We're like, boy, this, this could be the beginning of a, a relatively cool, you mm-hmm. know, first couple, two, three weeks or so of June, which would, which would kind of verify our, um, summer outlook as being kind of a, kind of a slow starter. And we hit 90 once. That was uh, last week. Right. Only once. And uh, I think that was uh, June 1st. It was on June 1st. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just doing some preliminary numbers uh, before we did the uh, before you called me and said, hey, let's do this podcast. So if you average for from what we've already been through, what, 
we're recording this on June 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you average the highs and the lows through June 6th, and then with our eight day forecast all the way out through the 13th, mm-hmm. and then look at really, this is going to be kind of a persistently cooler pattern and use 75 degrees to finish out the first half of June. Even given that 90 degree day on June 1st, this would still be end up being the coolest first half of June since 2013. So you're talking Whoa. about, you know, and if okay. you took that 90 degree day and dropped it to 75, mm-hmm. kind of brought that back down to normal, it would be the coolest first half of June since 2009. Wow. So, you know, it's, this is, you know, if everything works out and I think our confidence level is pretty high that this is going to be a June that we haven't seen in quite some time, at least the first half. Yeah. We're not going to see 90 now. In fact, had we not seen that 90 on June 1st, I suspect that uh, it would have been a lot deeper in June, maybe even into July. That has happened Mm -hmm. in in the recent uh, 10 or 15 years, maybe a couple times. Sure. But uh, it might've happened this year. Uh, Very well possible. You know, we were kind of flirting with that a couple of times, even in late Mm -hmm. May. And then if I remember that was ahead of a cold front and the winds were picking up and it was kind of, it was a fluke 90, I figured Mm -hmm. mid eighties, but yeah, you're right. We might go through, you know, June, June 20th, you know, this isn't going to last forever. The heat and humidity will return. You know, we're looking at, like you talked about before, the Bermuda high will start to merge with that Sonoran high out West. And we'll start to see the pattern becoming increasingly warmer. Um, you know, by the end of the month, we'll start seeing like teaser days. And, you know, the way it's going, unless something changes, you know, we could be looking at some some heat returning, but not for another couple of weeks easily. Now, will this uh, be the kind of switch where it's like a, a light switch where it goes from cool to hot? Or will this be... One of these gradual rheostat things where you see the lights mm-hmm. slowly coming up. And then what, what do you think? What, what I th- kind of a transition? I think it'll be a gradual one. Mm-hmm. I think we'll start to see, you know, the both of these ridges of heat begin to merge. And instead of having this troughiness, you know, it's been cool outside, but we've had frequent f- systems coming through. I think you'll start to see the pattern flatten out first. So mm-hmm. you'll start to see. You know, let's say four or five days up in the lower mid 80s, lows in the 60s, dew points will start to creep up and then you'll go, okay, now we're now we're feeling this. And then we'll start to see the ridge pop. I think we'll start to see, you know, maybe the, you know, latter couple days of June into like Fourth of July weekend, we'll start to see these these more. I want to call them extreme periods of heat, but above normal, you know, Mm -hmm. upper 80s, lower 90s. We'll start to see those pulsate north. I think the bigger question, and this is a question we'll probably have a better handle on next week, is that, all right, we're seeing the heat returning slowly by the end of the month into maybe the first couple of days of July. But is July going to be kind of a transient month? Are we looking at, you know, this this troughiness in the middle of the country getting stronger again? And that's a question we don't know at this point, but I think we'll have a better handle on that in another week or so. And on top of all that, you still have the La Nina, which is still present, which is, you know, kind of the, um, you know, the background state with all of this so far. So uh, I think uh, perhaps we'll have you back on in two weeks, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll we'll see if um, that uh, troughiness will want to hang out uh, or some of the indices will point in that direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, This morning, I was in conversation, email back and forth with one of my supporters of Weather Jazz, Victoria Mm -hmm. Singer. She lives in Northeast Vermont. Sure. Right near uh, Linden State College and uh, in East Burke, as a matter of fact. And uh, I took a look at one of the ambient backyard weather station graphs Mm -hmm. this morning, and it got down to 
near 34 degrees no this morning. Kidding. Wow. And I said, wow, uh, talk about refreshing cubed. And uh, and she said, well, yeah, you know, and, and she reminded me in June, this happens periodically mm-hmm. uh, where you can wake up to a frosty morning, yeah, even in the month of June in some of those nooks and crannies up in, up sure. in the Northeast. But uh, that too, Victoria, it sounds like some better days ahead as mm-hmm. we uh, as we turn the corner, but maybe not until after we get uh, through a lot of July. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And the other thing to watch, too, is that drought out west. If you look at the drought index out west, yes. I mean, most of the I mean, not only out west, meaning we in California, but you go from like the middle of Kansas west. I mean, you're looking at some extremely dry right. conditions, which mm-hmm. will feed that ridge of heat. Mm-hmm. And that so they're so they're not going to get many big breaks. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But that's certainly one of the the, the drivers of this as well. Self-perpetuating, because the longer this goes, uh, the more of a shift that will be needed in order to break that drought. Correct. Um, So it's it's uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where you really feel bad. Anybody who listens to this podcast from the West, we have listeners from all over Mm -hmm. the place. Sure. So if, if you're in one of those Western states. It looks like uh, your hot, dry weather will be somewhat persistent uh, going into the summer. Oh, no question. Yeah, I mean, they've been in a drought for a long time, and and there's just, just no end in sight, unfortunately, for them. But we'll see what happens. For us, drought-wise, I know people mm-hmm. always talk about, you know, you head into July and August and the grass burns out. You know, that happens every year. We'll see. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already into more or less the second week of June and there's no sign of it here. So I think for us, I think the grass stays green. I think we really don't head into any sort of quote unquote dry conditions mm-hmm. anytime soon. That might change later on down the line. It's happened before it happened in 2012. I remember we had a flash drought that summer, but two totally separate circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we should be okay at least through the, you know, past the fourth for sure. Scott, will you come back one week from today and talk about a study that you published on your blog this morning on mm-hmm. humidity? It's fascinating. Um, I, I uh, would like to spend at least a little time sure. doing that. So instead of tanking it on here and making it a one hour podcast, which would probably happen with two weather nerds talking. Right. No to question. Each other, yeah. I'd lo- um, love to come back and talk about that. Found some great. interesting stuff here about humidity and, yes. and, and humidity here in northern Ohio. Uh, all right. And uh, until then, we'll see you on Monday with with that wonderful uh, humidity study. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll definitely want to come back for that one week from today. Looking forward to it. It is always great to have Scott Sable on the program, a regular contributor And as you just heard, one week from today, we'll have him back on with a little bit of research that he recently did on another summer topic. We'll leave it there. You'll have to come back one week from today. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with me here at Weather Jazz, we have two methods that are fast and easy. The first is via email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And the second method is as always, is waiting for you. It is the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line. I will give you the number here in just a little bit. Just listen to the prompts after you call. Leave your message. 
And if you leave me a message, which is a question or a topic suggestion, or even if it's just to say hello, I might use it in a future podcast episode. So that number, here we go, 234-525-5888. It's easy to remember. Again, 234-525-5888. And if you are in a position where you can't write that down, as I always say, don't worry about it. Just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the contacts tab at the top and both the email address and the podcast audience connect line number will show up and you can drop me a line. I look forward to it. And by the way, we are still exploring the solar system on Science Wednesday. We still have a number of topics to really dig our heels into and explore, and we may do it well into summer. In fact, the next one will, in fact, be the Kuiper Belt. We'll talk about the Kuiper Belt, which is just outside and includes the orbit of Pluto and beyond. There's a lot of interesting things there to talk about. The Kuiper Belt, and I believe it's spelled K-U-I-P-E-R, Kuiper Belt. At any rate, we will explore that aspect of the solar system. We still have yet to explore our very own sun, the Earth, and our moon. So we've got a lot to cover between now and the end of summer. But this particular Wednesday, we're going way out to the Kuiper Belt just beyond the orbit of Pluto. So we'll see you on Wednesday right here on Weather Jazz. Looking forward to it. Weather and sun.